God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. It is my favorite time of the week. That's right. It is girl time. There really is no hood quite like sisterhood. And I met a new sister today. Her name is Yasmin. She has such an incredible story and she speaks with such eloquence, but compassion and vulnerability. Uh, That's one of the things I love about sisterhood. It is a place where you can take your wig off and not be judged, where you can give the best advice knowing you probably going to need to receive that very same advice yourself or where you get to watch your besties dreams unfold right before your eyes motherhood is dope too but at least you can take vacations with your girls without having to pay for their trip okay or you know maybe not all of their trip maybe just like you go in on a little something anyway i'm just saying Today, I get to celebrate sisterhood with my co-host, Yasmin. Every day, I get to celebrate it with you. And that, my friend, is heaven on earth. Let's see what's going on in Yasmin's world. You know, it's giving. The whole thing is just doing what needs to be done. We love we love to see it. Shoulders, hair, lip. How are you? Thank you, sis. I am also part of YouTube University of the Makeup Skills. So, yes, I know that you're a classmate. I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you? I am doing so good. I am so honored to be speaking with you today. I've learned a little bit about you from the team, but it sounds like you just have an incredible story. Thank you. Uh, Glory to God. Um, He is remarkable. So he does remarkable things. Yes. And you are evidence of it. How are you? What's happening in your world right now? I am doing well. Thank God. Uh, Some of the things that are happening in my world are I'm just going to lay it on you. I am currently looking for direction, a new direction professionally. I um, just got a new bay thing or whatever. Yes, I think, right? Or no? Is it? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, he's a man of God. So that, child. Yes. So that's the good thing. Uh, I'm also in school. um, And I'm just trying to let God use me however he wants to type of thing. Okay, I'm going to dig into all of that, but I have to know, how did you get plugged in to Woman Evolve? What made you want to be a co-host? Sis, I have been watching your sermons since like 2018, probably 17, uh, truth be told, and um, yeah, I was just listening to one of the podcasts. I'm more, I'm a more avid listener of your sermons than the podcast, yeah. mm-hmm. but ironically, not ironically, because you know how God gets down. I was listening to one of the podcasts and then I saw on the blurb on Apple that you had the opportunity for members of the delegation to be a part of the podcast on a different level. And I was like, what? So then sent like a whole um, cover letter to your team. They probably were like, (laughs) "Uh, okay. Um, But then, yeah, I moved forward with that and 
thankfully, by God's grace, I'm here. We love it. Yasmin, you have to tell me where, what is an area of your life where you mm-hmm. are trying to do better, but you haven't fully turned the corner yet? At Woman Evolved, we call this Eve behavior. It could be eating mm-hmm. French fries when you're supposed to be keto. It could be giving side yeah. eye when you're supposed to be praying. What is your Eve behavior? Yeah. Um... So it's funny because I've heard you mention this on a few of the podcasts and God is so humbling because I was like, I don't think I have like an Eve moment. Like, I think I'm fine. And then I just had one yesterday. So um, I guess generally speaking, maybe my dependence on coffee isn't healthy. Um, that's probably that. And it's so you have like my one moment. cup yeah. every day or... Like when we say dependence, (laughs) when we say dependency is such a strong word here, huh? Yeah, because it's one thing. Uh, I'm I'm at like three. Okay, a day? Yes. Every day or just Monday through Friday? Three days, yes. (laughs) That's all right. This is a safe space. You're safe here. Thank you. I really want to like coffee. How do you drink your coffee? Teach me. Teach me your ways. Oh, well, my dear. Um, I, I, so there are so many different ways, but you can, you can purchase a French press and Mm. do it like that. Um, we just have a regular old brewer and there's a, there's a setting where instead of doing it regularly, you can do the bold option and the bold option means crack, right? So I usually turn it on bold and I just make it that way, um, equal parts spoons and water. And then, and then Starbucks has a creamer, um, I purchased and that way it's a more cost effective, cost efficient way of having my Starbucks cup of coffee. Um, I also am a rewards member of both Dunkin' and Starbucks. <laughs> Tell your story. Yes, ma'am. I have. Yes, I have a problem. <laughs> but, you know, uh, God is working on me. And how and did this yeah. affect yesterday? Did you have your coffee yesterday and, so, and so, or you didn't? And yeah, there was this girl at Dunkin's and well, let me not be petty. Um, right. Okay, so mm-hmm. yesterday was National Coffee Day, right? Okay. And um, so I was trying to fit in my coffee run before work and uh, this girl was basically slowing up my process and I was able to order my coffee way faster than her. And so I wanted to show her that. And so by the time <laughs> she grabbed her coffee and went outside, I too had right after her grabbed my coffee and went outside. And I, I realized that I rushed my process to show her like, see, you were too slow at the, at the register. Like you should have ordered faster. Um, that wasn't nice. So, but that's all yeah. right. Yeah. You, what I hear you saying is that there was a, a, a silent competition happening that she maybe wasn't aware of. Yeah. She totally didn't even recognize me or realize <laughs> me. And I was having a full blown Olympic sprint with her. Um, at, at the Dunkin' Donuts. Let me tell me. you, I like, I think I'd be silently competing with people and I know it's not good. Like, I know it's not good, but also here I am, you know, and God is yet working on me. Shanice does it, not to bring up someone else's testimony, but Shanice does this as well because uh, Shanice, when we would go to Orange Theory and you, you, they make you do a lot of running, I don't know why, but they make you do a lot of running and she would like compete with the people beside her and like no one even, this is not the Olympics, ma'am. Like yeah. we're not yeah. running our race. Do you think this like silent competition, does it show up in other areas of your life or was it just yesterday with the coffee? 
Oh, what a good question. <laughs> um, it definitely did circa, I want to say like 2016. And this was when I started taking my walk seriously with Christ because my issue was my background is in broadcast journalism. And yet I was working at a college in higher education with admissions for running a dual enrollment program. And so the signing competition I was having was with the women that I follow on Instagram where I was wow. seeing them excelling in journalism. And I was like, hmm. you know what I mean? Like real upset at me slash upset at God slash thing. Um, but, but in strengthening my walk with Christ, I shout out to my friend, Nicola. She's like one of my sisters. She helped me to realize that like my race is my race and my lane is mm. my lane and God has my journey for me. Um, and so that melted a lot of the competitiveness away. Okay, so like you are like tuning up because I feel like there are so many moments in our life where we are frustrated or disappointed with God because he didn't do for us what he did for other people in different areas of our lives, not realizing that God didn't even call us to run that race. Like you're mad at God because you didn't win the medal, but God's like, you're not even supposed to be in that race. So you want me to give you someone else's medal, run your race, worry about your business, your purpose, what's happening in your life, because that's silent competition where we're competing unbeknownst to the people who are on social media only makes us shrink when we could be blooming. How did you switch from saying, you know what, like I am not going to engage in this silent competition, but I'm still going to be on social media. I'm still going to have access to what's happening in other people's lives, but I'm not going to allow what's happening in someone else's life to discredit the work that's happening in my own life. Yeah. Um, contentment. So really just, first of all, I guess, accepting the season that I was in and then being content with it and like gratitude. I think contentment and gratitude probably go hand in hand. Um, and it was at the moment where I told God like, okay, like fine. All right. Like hands off. You know what I mean? And I was content with the season doing the work that I was doing, serving. I was like, Lord, I may kick and scream a little bit, but if you tell me to stay here five more years, I'll do it, you know, wow. um, according to your will. And, and my old pastor always used to say that God's will is the safest place to be. So through a lot of, you know, walking that stuff out, it was hard. I came to a place of contentment. And as soon as I did that, um, one, that released me from the own competition that I was having, the silent competition that I was having with others. But two, God released me from that situation and then did exceedingly abundantly above the all that I could have ever imagined. Can you define contentment for me? Hmm. Um, So I guess the reason why I said it probably goes hand in hand with gratitude is because contentment to me looks like talking to God and before me saying, well, I want this. Can you please change this? Um, That person is blah, 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 blah. What I say first is, Lord, thank you. Like, thank you that there's a roof over my head. Thank you that I'm able to eat warm food and put on fresh clothes every day. And then my heart just begins to melt. And then the things that I want to complain about, I ironically start thanking him for them. Um, Thank you that you even got me to work at this new station. Thank you that, thank you for this relationship that you blessed me with that I didn't even think I was particularly worthy of. Like, there's just a shift 
that happens in my posture and my heart. I love that. Um, I love how you affirm what God is doing in your life, even though you still have things and areas where you would maybe hope that he would move. I think contentment is coming to a place where you are at complete peace with the current state of your life without needing the addition to feel more whole or complete in where you are. And that does take a lot of releasing the idea and plan of what your life should look like. And finding peace in where it is. And that's, I think that's a powerful journey that many people have to embark on, or they're going to fall victim to hustle culture. They're going to fall victim to the comparison of social media because everything is showing you what you aren't while everything in your life is showing you where you are. And there are so many reasons to be thankful for where you are. Yeah. I guess the base of it is really like, um, how well we know God and how well we trust him, because the more I know him and the more I trust him, the more I can be like, all right. Yeah. Like when I was 21 in college, I was like, here's my five-year plan and I'm going to intern here at this point and I'm going to do et cetera, et cetera. I'll get married at 27, et cetera. Um, but now that I've been on this journey with the Lord and I trust him, I realize, and this was like a, a secret that I, came to realize during the pandemic, but I'm like, hold up. If I'm in God's will, like if I'm exactly where God wants me to be, then that means that I'm living the dream. Like wherever I am, I am living the dream because I'm in the will of God and I'm in God's hands. And so that is the way that like contentment can really come to fruition and, and like be the posture. If it's okay, I want to dissect this. I got to know God more. How did you just, and let me tell you why, so that it makes sense too in context. So many people I know, so many people who are connected to Woman Evolve desire to have this knowing about being sure and certain about God's intentions towards us. And I feel like we are often disappointed because we feel we can no longer trust God's intentions for us, especially when our life begins to take on a path that feels so different than what we think would be best for our lives. How do you bridge the gap between, I want to know God, I want to trust God, I want to trust God's intentions for my life, but also the fear of being forgotten, the fear of being rejected and disappointed and not feeling like you can trust your prayer life, your desires, your wants, your dreams and purpose with the God who is supposed to be for you. Yeah. Um, Well, coming to know God more in his character in which that like I can, I can trust, um, which alleviates all those things that you were saying is like being the word. And reading because what he's done for others, he has done for me and will continue to do for me. So when I read stories like, you know, his interactions and his relationship with David, when I read how, you know, he led Moses to be a leader, when I when I read these stories and uh, ironically, this is not an ad, but I have my chronological life application Mm. study Bible right here. So it's not like I'm deep, like this thing is like a thousand something pages. No, I'm lying way more than that. But um, I'm only on page like 500 and something. I say that to say it's not that like I've like I'm a biblical scholar 
per se. Um, but the more that I read about God's faithfulness, the more I can trust him and say, oh, these people had the ultimate detours. These people did the ultimate sins. Um, and yet God was, you know, after their repentance and their, their humbling of themselves to him, God was still with them and still kept them. Um, and I also know from the word that God is no respecter of man. So the same way that they were his favorites, I'm also one of his favorites. So he'll keep me in the same way. And he's faithful. God also has a record in my life. So people are in a place where it's hard to trust God's faithfulness, especially because they're looking at the situations around them. Um, something that I did very recently is I look back at God's tr track record in my life and how there were things that I prayed for uh, a lot of times of desperation and how he delivered me in those times. Yeah. And so not only do I have the word um, as evidence, I have my own experiences as contextual evidence too. And I could say, okay, but like, even though everything looks completely different, that's so good. And it sounds like God's faithfulness is showing up even in the area of this boo thing that you have met. Tell me about boo thing. Well, Wait. Um, so it's interesting. I met somebody on, this is not who I'm currently dating, but I met somebody online uh, like end of 2020 and and it fell flat. Okay. So we dated for like six months. I get it. I guess it was like efficient dating because it was like, boom, boom, boom. What's up? What's up? And then that was it. Um, but the thing is that God allowed me, I felt peace when I walked into that first situation. So at the end of it, when I was like, he heartbroken and upset, I was like, why did you let me walk in that? Like, I felt total mm -hmm. peace about it. God, like, why did you allow this to happen? I now realize that God allowed that so that I could truly appreciate and glorify him for who I have now. That's oh, my. Oh, my. Yes, man. <laughs> He's a man of God. Okay. He serves at his church. Uh, he has a job. Amen. Amen. Uh, he Amen. supports himself. Oh, yes. my. Hold Hello. on. Hold on. Let me pause you right there. Because having a job is one thing and supporting himself is another thing. Because just because they got jobs don't mean they support themselves. Go on. Tell your testimony. Well, well, well. And he's so careful. The situation that I was in a few months back, God bless him. He... Um, it's also a man of God, but I just don't think it was a season, the right season for him to be dating. I think he needed to do foundational work. And I mean, and don't we all, but I think, I think that that season, this wasn't the season for him. Um, and he just kind of dragged me through it, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> and the thing is that with, with my boot thing now, I was so careful of my heart. In the previous situation, there'd be times where, like, you know, you know, at night you kind of want to like cake on the phone, right. love whatever people call. It. And um, he just was not present. It's not a big deal, but really, what scared the crap out of me is that we had never prayed together before, mm. and so like at one random moment, it was like a movie. I had this moment of realization where I was like, wait a minute, like we don't pray together. And I was like, if I'm supposed to be your wife and you're supposed to be my husband and I don't know if how you pray, I don't know if you could leave me. And I just like, then I just started freaking out. Um, 
versus now on the contrast. Oh my, the voice goes up. The voice goes (laughs) up. Be clear, when a girl's voice goes up, she's being a whole female. (laughs) She is out here. And that's how you know too, because on the phone, you're like, hello. Um, but yeah, now, I, I mean, he covers me in prayer. He's very intentional about um, pursuing me and courting me. Um, and so there's none of those like, oh, I can't believe he didn't call me. And then making me feel like I'm tripping. Right. Like I'm, I'm, Oof. Girl. Um, so, so yeah, it's just like the complete opposite. So it's just another instance of where I would like, instead of now and Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me because I definitely had a temper tantrum after. I was like, you let me walk straight into that. Now I can see, you know, the contrast and be like, Lord, shout out to you. Like, good looking out. Thank you. There are so many things here. First of all, I want my single sisters in the delegation to know that God is still in the blessing business, okay? Receive it. Receive this word for your own life, okay? Because my girl Yasmin is here to let us know it's still happening. Now, I want to know. Okay, so how long have you been with Boothang? Oh, um, well, God did a new thing and he did it quite quickly. That's what he does. It's been like, okay, good. All right, so we're not bugging. Uh, It's been like two months. Yeah. It's very new. So my husband and I went on our first date, March 17th, 2014. He called me March 18th at 4 a.m. in the morning, told me God told him I was his wife. And like, we've been booed up, like booed up heavy. He never, we never had the, uh, now I'm your boyfriend, now I'm your girlfriend thing. He was like, you're my wife and we're moving in that direction. I know someone else recently who just met someone who was like, you're my wife. And because you're my wife, like let's move in the direction of wifehood. When God is doing a thing, God just be out here doing it now. Let me tell you, no shade to my sisters who had a little time on their thing. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But I'm telling you, Mm -hmm. if it happens quickly and you know it's God and he knows it's God, then God is somewhere in the midst. Okay, so wait. Okay, wait. So, okay, it's been two months. How did you make room to receive the real deal in your life? Which I want to ask because when you have had a history of frauds Mm -hmm. and then you finally meet the real deal, It can be very challenging to trust that it's real, to trust that it's not going to change and to really not be so cautious that you miss the opportunity to be loved well. Yeah. Oh, part of it. And I don't mean to be dismissive to people who haven't really started a relationship with Christ yet, but in, in my situation, because I have a relationship with Christ, you know, I obviously um, felt like, oh, this is different. This is the real deal. But also, like you were saying, my doubts definitely still try to, you know, sneak in. Yeah. And I think what ended up happening um, is that I got to this very solid place of being like, uh, of not making marriage an idol in my life anymore because uh-huh. it was firmly a whole idol that's good like it was a very big idol in my life um and so because and i thank god for social media in this it's like i follow a few women including you who've been like um you know make sure that christ is the king of your heart like he's sitting on the throne of your heart not idols not not a potential person so i say all that to say is that like i was i knew that i was in the right position um and so because my energy was very much so like, um, actually you said it before too, like 
on a podcast where you were speaking with Anthony O'Neill about loving yourself so much that you were straight, like if nobody came along, because you were just rocking with yourself like that. And so it was a piece of me knowing God, being in a posture where I was like, okay, well, if it's just, that's all right, that's God's will for me. And because I knew that I was there and I wasn't in a place of desperation, like, gimme, gimme, gimme. It was more um, realistic for me that like, oh, this is actually happening now. Happening now. Like I've, I finally got myself in the position to receive. And so this, this is it. Yeah. Plus many confirmations that God gave us. So many confirmations. I had a relationship with God, with Christ when I met my husband. And yet I still struggled with trusting the love, trusting that it was Mm -hmm. real, trusting that, um, that I was finally safe. And I think that what it really came down to for me was recognizing that trusting God in this area of my life did not necessarily mean that I was trusting God to make him be faithful or trusting God to make him stay, but trusting God that even if it went the way of all of the previous relationships, that I would still be okay. Trusting God in the context of my relationship meant that I could handle tough conversations and I can handle being seen and handle being vulnerable. And I think sometimes we make trusting God come down to, I trust God to make this person be what I want them to be, or I trust God to make this situation be what I want it to be. But trusting God is about you. It's not about how it relates to the other people connected to you. They have a responsibility to trust God. But when you are trusting God with your heart, with your time, with your money, your resources, that means, God, I'm going to extend myself. I'm going to open myself up to this moment, but I'm not going to do so with this desperate need for it to work out, but rather faith that no matter how it works out, that you've been with me up until now, you'll be with me then, and I can survive if it all goes to shreds or it becomes a monument for your glory. As long as you're with me, I can survive. And I think that that is one of the most incredible ways that a woman who is recovering from a breakup, recovering from divorce, can really have peace when entering into a relationship with someone who seems like they have it all, but you're afraid to be disappointed in the ways you were before. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. And that, I think, just kind of like encapsulates what we were talking about contentment before. It's yeah. it's um, it's just like this, this knowing of, because God is the shepherd of our hearts, right? Like he's the one who is shepherding our shepherding our hearts and, and stewarding our lives in such a way. And so once I trust him, that means that, okay, I may not be in the professional experience that I want to be in right now. I don't have that. I'm being like keeping it a bug. I, I genuinely don't have that. That's not even hypothetically speaking, but I know I know that I know that no matter what, I'm going to be all right because I'm in his hands. So similarly to the relationship, like, I'm going to be all right. I'm not just trusting you to make this like a beautiful Disney fairy tale mm. ending. I'm trusting you because I trust you and I'm in your hands and I know you. That's beautiful. Now, Yasmin, you went to Harvard. I didn't graduate college, but whenever I hear Harvard, it changes. It's something in my voice. It makes me, it's giving fancy. Um, you're a black woman at Harvard. That's two different minority groups combined in one. Like what, what is that experience like for you to be one, you know, presumably that well-educated, you know, and to have this as a part of your identity? Is it fancy? Is it as fancy? Because I will tell you, 
you that I think that even me would insist that everyone knows that I graduated from Harvard. I would wear it all of the time. I'd be at the grocery store like, oh, I remember in Harvard when I was a student there that I had eggs for breakfast. It was crazy being in Harvard eating eggs. I just never thought that'd be my life. Like it would be something that fell out of my mouth a lot. (laughs) And you haven't mentioned it once, which I know God is where your your relationship with Christ is powerful because you didn't mention it once. And I would have let that thing slip on out. <laughs> no, glory to God. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm there currently um, for my master's. And when I tell you God did that thing. Yeah. He, so, OK. Um, so, yes, I am. I'm on the path to earn my master's in Say it with your chest. No, say it with your chest now. I'm about to gas you up, okay? Where do you go? I am a current student at where I am getting my master's in. I want you to say it with your whole chest for those of us living through you. I'm a current student at Harvard University Extension School getting my master's. Yeah. 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 It was the Mm. yeah at the end for me. Yes. Yes. If you need me on praise and worship, let me know. Um, So, so it feels great. It feels wonderful. I recently saw, um, I recently found my yearbook from elementary school. And so I'm Haitian American. So Haitians kind of keep like our, our potential career paths very slim. You either need to be like a doctor, a lawyer, or an engineer. So poor me, I was in the fifth grade. I didn't even know how to write engineer, but I wrote, I want to be straight lion. I want to be mm-hmm. a lawyer, doctor, and or engineer and go to Harvard. Wow. And I forgot that I'd ever even written that. And so um, the thing is that the way that God did it, I used to smoke a lot of marijuana. Amen. A lot. You're not by yourself, sister. I love that Mary Jane. She was my favorite. (laughs) I need to stop. (laughs) I've already harbored you. Go ahead. Live your life. Go on. Tell us about your testimony. Yes. So so I was in a season where um, my junior and senior year in college, like I was doing that heavy, whatever, et cetera. So I was doing that up until I was in four minutes. But I say all that to say is when I was working at that college and I felt so broken because I'm like uh-huh, on Instagram, everybody's doing well in journalism except for me. And I'm working at a college and you working in higher education. One of those nights, one of those nights when I was stoned and sad, I just randomly will like, um, master's program journalism harvard i can't remember exactly what it's like something like that but harvard came up and i was like oh and then i read and then i said oh god wait a minute like i could you think i could do this so while i'm like sad and stoned i took the um exam that basically would let you know so i'm trying to put people on too like if this is something that they're interested in doing this is the process so you have to take a test um, and see like where your writing skills are at. Um, and then they let you know if you're able to then qualify for the two entry courses that you have to take to then qualify wow. um, to be a part of the program. And by grace, that very first test, I did it sad and stoned and I passed. Mm. And um, so he just allowed me the way in. And it was that same very job at the college that I was, you know, having the temper tantrum at and stomping my feet 
where um, through the retirement funds that they were putting away for me, I wasn't putting any money in that myself, but they did that for all their employees. Um, it was through those retirement funds I was, that I was able to pay for the first two classes that I needed to qualify to be in the program. Mm. Um, I took money out against my retirement, but there was no other way I'd be able to do it. My credit score was crap. I considered, you know, those commercials on TV, they're like, call for your big I was like, well, I guess it's going to have to be me. And that wouldn't have been, you know, I mean, we all got to do what we got to do. But anyways, I say all that to say is that God used the very thing that like, you know, I was so hurt about and upset about and felt like I failed at. And he turned that around um, in a very grand way for his glory and got me right back into journalism. Wow. That's an incredible testimony because what I hear is like, even when you were detoured, that the detour served you for the progression. And I think that that is just a testimony that we need to celebrate when we hear it from one of our sisters. The detour assisted me in the progression. It did. It did. Yeah. He can use anything. Yeah. And will, you know, can and will. Nothing will be left on the table. Being an entrepreneur is such a game of learning how to work smarter and not harder. For me, working smarter is selling my products through Shopify. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere. Synchronize online and in-person sales and effortlessly stay informed. End your search now for a website platform today and go to shopify.com slash woman evolve all lowercase for a free 14 day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Woman Evolve started using Shopify with shopwomanevolve.com and this year we decided to add Woman Evolve's book club's monthly subscription to the Shopify platform. Scaling your business like this is one of the journeys that can seem like there are endless possibilities and success is a million milestones on a forever evolving journey. I love that Shopify alerts you when you've reached certain milestones, whether it's your first customer or 100th. Little things like this keep you encouraged to keep pushing, striving, and working towards your goals. You may have thought they were unattainable, but Shopify makes sure you stay in the game. To grow your business with Shopify today, go to shopify.com slash woman evolve right now. Like mine, Shopify powers over 1.7 million businesses from first sale to full scale. Shopify is more than a store. It grows with you. Reach customers online and access social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start today at shopify.com slash womanevolve. All right. We have an advice question to answer together. You ready? Yes, ma'am. Okay. 
Hey, girl. Firstly, I want to thank you and PT for the tireless effort you've both put into ministry. It really has helped me grow in my faith. Our pleasure. Child, these past couple of years have put your girl through the ringer. I've lost so many friends because I'm getting more serious about my faith. And I've even lost my boyfriend because I won't have sex with him anymore. In the midst of all this, my faith is still strong and I feel like I'm being called to ministry. The problem is I don't know where to start. Any advice would be helpful. I think you should chime in on this. Your story makes me feel like you can help her. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I, I'm actually admired by the fact that she's like still standing after going through all of that, like losing friends and her yeah. boyfriend. Um, that's hard. I just know that that's hard. So in terms of where she should probably start with ministry, um, I guess like the prescription I think would probably be, and I'm sure she's already doing this a lot of prayer, maybe some fasting for some clarity, like turning the plate down. And I love to eat. So that's my favorite activity, but, um, and then also being in the word, I trust that as she continues to seek God, I just trust that he will. Okay. Ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and the door shall be open. I, I believe that it'll happen. It may not happen as soon and as quickly as she wants it to, but yeah. I think that's what do you think? no, I think that's a great start as well. I think that she has embarked on a journey that many women wish that they could embark on, but don't feel like they could withstand, to your point, the cost of making those transitions. And so if I were you, I think through prayer, through fasting, I would consider what are the words that I need to hear in the moments where I do struggle with the loss? What are the words that I need to hear about God's faithfulness and why I am doing this in those moments where I end up feeling like I've lost my reason. And I think if you can find a way to document those, whether it is a video or through a blog or on your social media, that ministry starts with where we have been served. And if God is serving you in that area, then you have an opportunity to serve other people in that area as well. So take inventory. Don't just survive things. Don't just chop it up to, oh, I just lost it for the sake of God. Teach other people how to withstand the persecution that comes with purpose and to still be steadfast and unmovable in those moments by dissecting how you're doing it. The most powerful gift that I believe we can give ourselves is understanding where we were when God met us so that we know where people are when God is meeting them. Because if we are going to be the bridge that takes them from where they are to where God desires for them to be, we have to understand them. We need to have compassion towards them. We need to speak their language. We need to be relatable, but we cannot lose sight of where we also need to take them. And so I think that as you dissect that ministry is just going to be organic to what's already happening down on the inside of you. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. I, God is so, he, he's so, um, he's so specific and so creative with how he's blessed all of us with our different gifts and talents yeah. too, um, that I'm sure there's a, a pattern um, in her life of something that she's particularly like keen of or something that she's very passionate about. And I think to your point, it will align well with what she's been through. The reason why I can now say like, oh, you know, I don't have silent competitions anymore with people unless it's at Dunkin' Donuts. But right, I don't right, have right. those silent competitions anymore. Um is because and and maybe like help my other brothers and sisters through that is because he brought me through the ringer of that. Yeah. Um, so you're right. We can't not only uh, 
not only does God use everything, but we can aid and, and be his hands and feet and using that too and, and telling other people. Yes, man. Before I go, one of the things that I do from time to time in the podcast is just asking people if they have any questions for me. I've been asking you questions for almost the last hour. Is there anything that I can answer that you want to know about me or my experiences or my dinner? Well, first things first, this isn't really a question. It's more of a comment and I'll keep it brief, but I didn't know how how close we are in age. I'm, I'm only 30. Um, and black doesn't crack. So like you could have firmly been 78 this whole and nobody would know, you know what I mean? So when I saw that you recently turned well, 33, 33, yeah, 33, I was like, <gasps> and so part of me wants to be like, how do you do it? Like, you know, being the woman that you are and a mom and a wife, but I, I know that God is your strength. So that's not. I mean, well, you could answer that too, but I guess my part two would be, um, I want it to be something related to dating, uh, but you told me that you and PT got, it's out to PT too. Y'all are dope. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll just start there. Like, what, like how do you balance everything? I don't think that I do. As a matter of fact, my bio says something like Sarah Jakes Roberts expertly balances career, ministry, and family. And I want to change that because there is no such thing as expertly balancing that many things. There are so many things that fall through the crack. Right now, I've got emails that I should have responded to last week. I'm growing one of my daughter's hair. I'm trying to make sure the other one doesn't suffer in allergy season. Like there are a lot of responsibilities abilities connected to what I do. And I don't always feel like I am expertly, expertly balancing everything. But what I am sure about is that I'm doing the best that I can in every area. And I feel like for me, balance is knowing that I'm bringing the best that I can in those areas. And I feel like when my best begins to suffer, I know that it's time for me to like pull back and take rest. That's one of the things we're kind of like working on and setting up my schedule right now so that I can get some rest because I can feel that I am suffering. So I know that the other areas of my life are suffering. So I would say like patience, grace with myself and really giving myself permission to not do it all, but to do the best that I can when I'm in this moment. Right now, I'm talking to you. So like, is I don't need to check on my daughter's allergy medicine. I'm not trying to figure out what I'm cooking for dinner. I'm present in this moment. And I try to bring the presence, the full presence of myself, including my relationship with God into everything that I do so that I don't miss what God is trying to teach me in a moment. And I also don't miss what God may want me to say in a moment. So I think it's about patience, stillness, and just giving yourself room. I received that. Especially the patience and the stillness, but yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you for that question. It gave me a chance to really Tell someone I don't want that expertly balancing in my bio anymore. <laughs> so if you ever hear that you're listening to an old bio, Sarah Jakes Roberts is raggedy, okay? <laughs> I appreciate you. I love you so much. You have such an incredible personality. Thank you. I love you too, Sarah. You're my cousin. So yes, cousin. My cousin goes yeah. to Harvard. Now I'm going to have to say yes. that at the grocery store. My cousin at Harvard loves eggs. I'm going to find a way <laughs> yes, to work it in. <laughs> yeah. Much grace Absolutely. to you on your journey. May God continue to show up 
and blow your mind and reveal to you the weight of what God has placed in you and how that weight is going to shake things up in the earth. Hallelujah. Thank you. I received that in Jesus name and, and much grace and blessings to you too. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Take care. Okay. Bye. Yasmin, man, I am just so honored to have experienced your life, to hear how God is growing and developing you. You are proof that bruised heels can always crush the head of a serpent. Delegation, can y'all believe the Woman Evolve Conference is in two days? I can't, I can't, but I can, I can and I will. I'm so excited to be in God's presence with my girls. My soul needs this thing. If you've registered already, sis, please lock your spot down. We need your faith to be added to ours. You still have time to register for the virtual experience. Evolve with your girl. I promise it's going to be life-changing. Register at womanevolve.com. Also, shoot us an advice question or let us know if you want to be the next co-host by emailing podcast at womanevolve.com. See you soon.